Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 All right. While you're standing, how many has been overcome by the virus? Anybody got the virus? Nobody got the virus. Uh, everybody's still working. Isn't it amazing? Out of all these people, we've never caught nothing, and everybody kept their job. Is that what he promised? Amen. You can be seated this morning. Amen. That is our promise. We won't keep you long this morning. Hopefully, we can get out of here before the police come. Uh, <laughs> I kept looking at notices, and uh, I was trying to find one to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I did. And somebody said, well, that's not for this county. I said, well, I didn't read that far. So I posted that on the board back there for open the second and third. But actually, this county, I'm too loud or something. I don't know what's going on. And uh, we're not really allowed to come until next Sunday, but we want ahead. So may the Lord will protect us from civil law this morning and the virus also. So I'm worried more about the civil law than I am about the virus. Amen. So, and it is good to be back in the house of the Lord. Watchman, what is the night? There's been a pressure since this started, and the great pressure to me is, uh, what do you tell the people? And they'll see what I mean in a few minutes, because I'll just put it up plain. I think the, the era or the teaching, former reign that we've been under for the last 25 or 30 years, we've crossed the line. That phase is over. Now, what line has been crossed and what we're moving into, the Lord will have to open up for us. But we understand that there's something happened. The next thing you see, and I said this as soon as the two weeks is over, first two weeks, next thing we'll see will be earthquakes around the world. What will follow that will be famine, and what will that be? Civil unrest. It's going to be a progressive downfall until the rapture takes place. And that won't be too far down the line. Okay. So we've been getting to speak. I don't know whether it's harder to speak to a full audience than it is to an empty one. You're nervous both ways. So maybe we'll calm down in a few minutes. But you think after 45 years you get used to preaching to the same people. And don't sit on me like a bunch of Baptists this morning. <laughs> Surely we don't have to go back and pump everybody up after four weeks or five weeks. Amen. You're not down at Walmart. They said, oh, don't, don't get together. Don't get together. Went down at Walmart, and I bet there's 10,000 people down there. Them, them women running over me saying, get out of the way, get out of the way. I thought, Lord, have mercy. Then, so I went down to another hardware store and couldn't even get in the doors lined up. Go down to Lowe's. <laughs> Can't even find a place to park. Oh, God likes it today. That's thunders. The thunders are rolling today. Amen. So... <laughs> So we're in this situation that we find ourselves in. Watchman, what is the night? And I believe the watchman is awake. Amen. So we want to look at a few things this morning. We've got quite a few scriptures. Every scripture that I read, a portion will cover why the squeeze. Every scripture that I read this morning is on the subject, why the squeeze. Now, we've been on that since we've been shut down. And we're looking at what is going on. What is the squeeze? What's going on? What will bring it to pass? What does it affect us? And so I want to continue that this morning. Why the squeeze? Number one, the squeeze will bring forth the manifestation of the sons of God. 
Well, how come we can't come forward without a squeeze? It takes pressure to bring out what's in you, out of you. So the squeeze is designed to bring forth the manifestation of the sons of God. In Matthew 6, verses 19 to 34, and I'm not going to read all the through. I'm just going to read down to verse uh, 19 to 23, uh, 24. And we'll skip some verses, but we'll go back and pick up each part of these lessons to bring out an element that we want to look at to cover this why the squeeze so we'll be properly prepared for that time before the tribulation sets in and two prophets begin to uh, bring the full word into manifestation, which will be under those two prophets. Matthew 6, 19 to 24, it says what? Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where the thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Now here's a key for this day. The light of the body, and light speaks of revelation. The light of the body and the revelation speaks of doctrine, the revealed Word of God. The light of the body is the eye. So how does light come to the body? Through a prophet. There's no light without a prophet. Surely the Lord God will do nothing outside of coming to a prophet. You cannot know God. You cannot worship God. You cannot hear from God without a prophet. You say, well, I can read my Bible. I can pray. I hear from God. You may hear something, but you're not going to hear from God as you ought to hear from God. You can have a dream and say, oh, it come true. I dreamed of a green car and got a green car, so that was God. Well, that only meant and let you know what was going to be anyhow. Prophecy does not produce. Prophecy only foretells what God is going to do. All right? So the light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, there will only be one prophet. They're trying to take Brother Bannell's message now. If you go online, you'll find them that they're moving from the prophet to apostles and prophets, plural. Showing that they are now here to take up the mantle of the prophet. His ministry, which they claim his ministry was the spoken words, squirrels, tumor, whatever more. That was not his ministry. We'll get to it in a few minutes. The spoken word was not the ministry. The spoken word was only vindication of the ministry. And the ministry was to open the word as we'll see. Watch. The light of the body is the eye, if therefore thine eye be single, one man with vindication, thy whole body shall be full of light. Full of light. So one of the purpose for the squeeze and the teaching our former ring is to bring full light to the body of Christ. To do that, we understand that the seven seals under seven thunders had to be revealed in Revelation for this to take place. But if thine eye be evil, now this is your false anointing ones that the prophet warned about. If thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness, which is basically doctrine. If you're not one on the true doctrine, you're in darkness. Any word of God off the word is darkness. You're coming to one word off, you're in Satan's kingdom. You say, well, I, I, I'm a whole chapter off. Well, you're way over into Satan's kingdom then. One word off is in Satan's kingdom. You say, well... I, I don't know about that, but it is. Watch. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. Now that's Laodicea, which was blind, wretched, miserable, and thought they had need of nothing. That's this hour. If therefore the light or the revelation of the word 
that is in thee be darkness, and it is, particularly Godhead and water baptism, it started it all. How great is that darkness? In other words, if you're in darkness, and God sends a prophet with a light, how deep are you in darkness that you can't repent? Now, so therefore, we're looking at basically the full Word of God coming uh, into manifestation for the sons of God. Number two, no man can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mamma. So we'll look at that. You cannot serve two masters or two kingdoms. Now, let's go to John 15. We'll read verses 1 to 11. How many of you are saved this morning? Say amen. Amen. You don't miss a privilege until you lose it. We just got a, just a little taste of what the rest of the world lives under all the time. Just a little taste. This will only gradually get stronger and stronger and stronger. John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may, not bring, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you are abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So he's speaking of the end time. Basically now that we see that when truth comes forth, or the full word comes, there's going to be the mystery of prayer come forth also that we can ask anything of the Father and He'll give it to us. All right, so here you're moving into another step. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. What's going to bring the fullness of our joy? Answered prayer. That's what you will. All right. In John 16, verse 22 to 24, we'll see here also. And ye shall know, therefore, and ye now, therefore, have, have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Now, we're coming into that time period and have been here. For quite some time, but we don't seem to have the knowledge of it. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name he will give it to you. If you think Jesus is God, and God is Jesus, and the Father is, is the Son in one, you won't be able to answer this prayer. You have to have a revelation of Godhead for proper prayer. Amen. Verse 24, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. So if you ask what you need, and you get it, 
you should have fullness of joy. Or in other words, your revelation should increase, increase, increase until you know exactly who you are and what you are. If you consistently ask and receive and see the blessings of God around you, it should remove all doubt. And I could preach a sermon on that. It should remove all doubt that now are you the sons and daughters of God. There's two great things that we must come to for the second phase or the catching away. And that is who we are and what we are. What we are is sons of God. Sons of God are even as Jesus was a son of God, except in measure. But Jesus had a revelation that he was the son of God. That was the mystery that he founded the church on. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So the mystery is built upon who you are and what you are. Jesus' faith was he understood who he was. Therefore, he knew when he asked the Father anything, he would receive it. The prophet plainly taught us over and over. He put it in the church age book again and again. When the bride knows who she is and what she is, and that she can do the greater works, Satan will become an uh, invincible, they will become an invincible army. I think that's the way he put it. So that must arrive also. So the squeeze is what? To bring us to the knowledge of who we are and what we are. And to bring that out of us. See, it's not only good enough to know who you are and what you are as far as Brother Gregory said or the Bible said. But it has to be a divine, direct revelation to you what you are so that you can put it into motion. Amen. So we're looking at a specific revelation that the prophet was looking at that he called faith. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. Now here's a key. I hope we can get to some of this this morning. But the, uh, most of us should have these verses memorized by now. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That is taking place. In 1963, we have a picture of the wig one, seven angels coming down. The opening of the seventh seal was the beginning of the third pull. Amen. That He called the message. The message was the opening of the Word. All right. So we've been under this shout for quite a while. He shall descend with a shout, notice, with the voice of the archangel. There's another phase. We can call this a first, second, third pull. Or we can call this a third, fourth, and fifth pull, whichever way you want to call it. Because out of the first, second, third pull, out of the third pull come the shout, voice, and trump. Like he said, under the seventh seal, it comes out a Roman candle, goes out here, and spits off three more, and goes on out and spits out three more. So Brother Battle's ministry was first pull, second pull, the third pull was opening of the seals, but it was revelatory. And we've been 35 or 40 years teaching that revelation or trying to understand that revelation for us to come to our personal revelation of who we are and what we are. God is here. If God is here, we know that the judge is here. And we'll get to that in a few minutes because that's the mistake we're all making. Watch. The voice of the archangel with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. There has been a line crossed, as I said, and we'll look at it again in the lesson if we get to it. We have actually moved, I believe, from the voice of the archangel now to the trump of God. You could preach a sermon on each phase. We know the shout is a message to gather the people. Revelation 18, come out over my people. That's been almost since 63 now to 2020. What is it, 57 years or something like that? Quite a few years. So 40 years of generation of wandering around. So we've spent our time wandering around. 
The prophet said that God would add an additional 40 years on us because we didn't grasp it or recognize it as we should. That time period is up. I believe this uh, pandemic, the shutting down of the government, the first time I know of in history that they shut down the churches around the world as far as they know. And even now, we are contrary to civil law because we're one day early, and that's good enough for them to get a fine. But even next week, we're only allowed for 50% of our seating. And that's what we are basically trying to do now, 50% of our seating. We can seat approximately 110 people, but that means you can have 105. But if you have to have distance six feet apart, this building would only handle about 40 people. So they're pressuring you what? We're giving you religious freedom back. Well, they're only giving you 50% back. Now, are we willing to give up 100 and just take 50? Or are we, just, are we going to hold on to the religious rights? Sooner or later, watch this, sooner or later, you'll have to put your life on the line to worship God. My question is this, what is it that you believe that you're willing to die for? That's the question. Because if we're not pressured to stand for the Word of God, to let God take us out early, we'll have to give our life for the Word of God in the tribulation. The church world, that is the church, the foolish virgins, will give their life for what they call the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we need to consider, what is it that I believe and I believe it sincerely enough that I would give my life for it. Non-negotiable. It's amazing when you begin to examine yourself how much you've negotiated with the devil for a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. And figure out you don't have much left. But we must consider what will we put our stand on. Watch now. So we're going to try to figure out where we're at in the voice of the archangel with the trump of God. What line has been crossed? Because we know between the voice of the archangel and the trump of God... We'll come to our text in a few minutes in Revelation uh, 22. Let's look at that. Revelation 22, 10 to 11. We know there's a crossing of a line. Brother Brown preached souls in prison many years ago, and he said it was a line already crossed then. For denominations and America, the line was crossed then. But there also comes a line in here now for the believers to have to make a choice between two masters. The squeeze is going to bring all this to a harvest. Going to bring everything to a head. And basically during this period of time, you're going to fulfill this scripture. If it's not in effect now, it has come into effect. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. There's your foolish versions. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. There is your elect. There comes a time when the line is crossed. I personally believe that we have crossed the line. This scripture is now into effect. The prophet pointed us in a direction way back in 64, 65 when he preached the trial five times. He preached the indictment of this generation and those sermons like souls in prison. He preached it then to the world and to uh, church world and to America. 
So we've been looking at that, hoping, hoping, praying, praying for our children to come in, children to come in, whatever more, whatever more, whatever more. But a line has been crossed. If I was a prophet this morning, God spoke to me by a vision or angel, he could tell us exactly what line has been crossed and where we stand. But since we've become the full word by understanding, hearing, we are the same as a prophet because we have the spirit of prophecy in us and among us to allow us by the maturing of the Word of God in us to understand what He told us to be able to see the Word when it's fulfilled. Amen. I like the part, He that's righteous, righteous still, and He that's holy is holy still. Can everybody say amen? amen. Now, you say, well, what about, what about, what about? You also understand that this time is a fulfillment of Ephesians 1, 16 to 23. We've preached many sermons on this. All these scriptures are now in effect for the squeeze. And they'll be more real to you week by week as this goes by. Out in your civil law, your politics, and everything else is going to tell you and show you that this is more in effect than you believe. You say, well, the Great Depression, I'll, I'll speak of that in a minute. I'm in my head, ahead of myself. My mind's going on all these directions. We're in a worse state this morning than the Great Depression was in that they called the Depression. There's more people unemployed. There's more people without money, more people without food, without shelter, without protection, without anything than the Depression was many years ago. This is already a worse state than the Great Depression. Brother Brown, they said, well, Brother Brown said the next depression will be like a toothache. I couldn't find where he ever said that. He only called the squeeze, but he never pointed to basically our demise. He only pointed to that which would encourage us to go on out of here. God never basically discourages your faith. He only encourages who you are by keeping his word to you. I, I wonder around the world how many people that profess that God sent a prophet that we call message believers and sincerely they are as far as they know I wonder how many were protected by this plague I would say 99 and 9 tenths of the people were you say well I know somebody in Africa got a cold but they weren't attacked by this plague we are under the protection of a doctrine and that doctrine is a reality to us God himself is here he is our protector. He is our provider. We are Abraham's faith seed now. That's what we're coming across to. Watch. Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Remember we started out over here. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be darkness and one or more. Speaking of the same thing. Spiritual light, spiritual darkness. Everything about the Bible is about two, between two kingdoms, two vines, light and dark. The world is about two lines. The kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of God. It's over two things, true doctrine and false doctrine. Every religion, every government, every dictator, everything in existence of power is over two things. That's the Word of God. And you've seen a move now against the Word of God. Amen. In St. Louis, they only allow 20 to come together. 20 people. Kansas City now, they're so bad that they won't allow any church because uh, whoever it is, I'm sure it's a Democrat. Say, so well, if they go to church and sing, singing is uh, worse than talking. Well, I guess it would be if you belt her out there. 
I said, the way we sing sometimes it wouldn't be worth it. If we were Pentecostals, it might be worse. But you got people with this desire, this spirit of power. Power, power, power. Anytime I look for someone with power, I see Satan on the move. Amen. The political and the spiritual worlds are coming together for power. I'm only worried about one of them, that's the spiritual. Only thing we worry about is the spiritual. We'll find out we don't have to worry about food and clothing. That's going to be provided for you. We worry about the spiritual. Our decision will be two masters. Truth or error. It's coming down to that point. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. We've been through that many, many times. What is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power? First, you see that there's a revelation going to be given to us. Second, you see there was going to be a resurrection. See, that power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, set Him at His right hand in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but that also which is to come. And He has put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church. And He knows as He is, so are we in this world. As He is, so are we in this world. In other words, in this world, we are Jesus. We are in the same position He was in. He was a Son of God, we are sons of God. God was His Father, God is our Father. God was in Him, God is in us. God spoke through Him, God speak through us. God led Him, God will lead us. God took headship in Christ, He'll take headship in us. Amen. And He knows how to do it. God knows how to do it because it's going to take pressure to bring all of this into effect. When you get down to need, we won't even know how to pray until you get down to a need. How many prays for food when you got your icebox or refrigerator full of food? We got our closets full of food, stored goods, whatever more. Oh, we can last it. I can last it. I can last it. So you don't pray for food. I got money in the bank. Oh, as long as the bank's open, so I really don't have to pray for money. I'm healthy, so I don't have to pray for a healing. I've got this, so I don't really have to pray for that. Only most of it will come down and say, well, I'm just worried, praying about my children. Okay, children, get right so you take the pressure off your family. You can do that in three minutes. Well, you can do it quicker than that. All you have to do is make a decision to serve God, get right with God, turn your life over to God, and the worry of the parents will be over. Now, parents, what are you going to worry about? What's your concern between your relationship between you and God? What do you desire most? What is your mind upon most? Where is your treasure? What does your heart meditate on? What does it look forward to? See, we've got to get down to the things that really matter. And God knows how to do it. And this is what this is all about. All this condition that you're in this pandemic is only a stepping stone. It is the squeeze coming in slowly, slowly, just like a snake wrapping around you slowly. And it's been taking place for the last 25, 30, almost 40 years. Ever since that prophet left the scene in 1965, and uh, what is it, 56, he said it was over for America. America has been going downhill, 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 and downhill. If we went up here and put down everything that America is guilty of, you'd wonder what kind of trunk country we live in. 
All the abortions, all the crimes, all this and all of that. Everything that you can think of and write down on a piece of paper we're guilty of. Marriage and divorce, abortions, killings, everything. And claim we're a Christian nation. We're not a Christian nation. We're a nation full of make-believers, non-believers. But there is a small group in here, about eight, like in days of Noah, that are true believers. And God will hold off the judgment until every righteous soul is out of here. Are you following me? Will you destroy Sodom if eight souls are in there? No, I won't destroy it for eight. If it kept on going down to one or two, he would never destroy Sodom. But when he stopped at eight, God knew there was only, what, three in there that's going to get delivered. As it was in the days of Noah, eight souls. Now that's the church. That's a type of the foolish virgin. There's not going to be very many. I heard someone preach that, well, Brother Gregory, when, when this squeeze gets a little worse, a little worse than this is now, uh, oh, the church will fill up. The church is not going to fill up. It surprised me this morning for to be as many as here. Separation is not good for you spiritually. If I can miss church five weeks, I can miss it five months. Because I can get used to distancing. Isn't it amazing how easy for the devil to get us to follow instructions? I've been preaching, let the word come out of your mouth for 40 years and hadn't got that done. The devil says separate six feet in five minutes. We won't. I walked in the store the other morning. I said, this, I, I done it for meanness. You know, I, I put my mask on. I said, that's the first time you walk in a bank with a mask on. Most of the time you walk into a bank with a mask on, they'll shoot you. <laughs> now if you walk into a store without a mask on, they look like they're going to shoot you anyway. Changing times, church. How many will agree with this changing times? Look how quick it happened. See, look how quick it was manifested so we could see something happening. Amen. But notice now, he had put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. As we said, now all these scriptures, and we won't get to them this morning. We're almost out of time already. Fifteen more minutes. We'll get as far as we can. Well, actually, the limitations out there put in church order. They said the service can't be over 45 minutes. I said they, they want not read Brother Branham's sermon. Because they know there's not much can be said in 45 minutes. Amen. Everybody's thinking about the tribulation. If you turn on the religious stations, everybody's got a prophecy. Everybody knows what signs there are and when the tribulation is coming. If you're a fundamentalist, you can look forward to the first part of the tribulation, which is the first three and a half years. Great theologians have actually prophesied that this year would start the first three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. The only trouble is there's no first and a half. There's three and a half years to the Tribulation period. 1260 days from the rapture, two prophets. Then comes the second coming and the destruction of the earth as we know it. So their doctrine has placed them off 
into a seven-year phase, and they're trying to figure out and tell the people what they can do during seven years when it's only three and a half. Therefore, when they miss the rapture and the tribulation condition sets in, they'll be looking for the half of it to end so they can go into rapture to miss the big half at the end. All your fundamentals teach seven years as the last week of Daniel. We had a prophet tell us it was three, three and one half because Jesus fulfilled the first three and a half years of Daniel's 70 week in his ministry. I've heard ministers talking about the Great Depression. If you look up Brother Bram's quotes real carefully, I've never found where he said that we'd buy a Cadillac for a quarter, and I've even made the statement of that myself because I've heard Perry Green or someone say something. I can't find where he made those statements. I can only find where he said we need to change our dollar or we'd have a complete shutdown, but he said we wouldn't because the cigarette companies and all these factors, what more, won't let them do that, and so they'll have to go to the Catholic Church to bail us out. And he said, now there's, there's your mark right there. What brings the squeeze down on us is the American deficit. The economy. And when it gets down to money, you find that that affects everybody. We always said they'll do anything for money. Most people will do most of anything for money. The question will come down, will your money keep you from the rapture? And we'll look at that in the two masters or where your treasure is. As I said before, I believe that we are in major depression conditions this morning. Everybody said that we're opening up, it's getting better. It's not. You cannot open businesses 20%, 30%, or 50% without them going broke. The government cannot pay a people enough to stay home without it falling apart completely. Our minds are being disrupted. Your thinking is being programmed. It's very easy to affect our thinking when we switch it over to our families and our protection, income, and whatever more is men. But men, we are responsible for the spiritual leadership of our families. Amen. If they pin it down one day, only men will probably be allowed to come and listen. And then carry it home to their families. What the church world does not understand. That I personally believe that the prophet taught. Is they don't understand the white throne judgment. We understand by the opening of the seven seals. And the wig one where the seven angels come as the wig one. Brother Bram called it the seven angels. He said that was the judge. And they said the judge is here now to bring the church through the Bema seat of Christ judgment. And the church world has been set before the white throne judgment now. The church world has already went to trial. They have already been tried and found guilty of not believing the word of God. The church world is looking a thousand years down the road. Thinking that somehow they'll do this and they'll do that. But the white throne judgment is going on now. The sentence has already been de declared guilty. 
The punishment has already been sentenced, death. The sentence, only thing left is for the sentence to be carried out. We may not understand, but this world is under house arrest, waiting for the angels to carry out the death sentence. Because the Bible tells us that the false prophet, thousands and thousands of people, will be cast into the lake of fire on this side of the, of the millennium. On this side of the millennium, they'll be cast into the lake of fire where the false prophets are. He said, I thought that would happen a thousand years down the road at the white throne. The white throne judgment is going on for the church already now. Amen. Brother Branham has told you, I'm standing before the white throne pointing to the judge that he is here. In church, if you do not repent, you'll become under the sentence of death. For the judge said, I indict this generation for the second crucifixion of the Word of God. Amen. What did it come down to? It come down to doctrine. Two major doctrines, revelation of the Godhead and water baptism. Three gods is idolatry. One God is denying the Son, salvation. Water baptism and titles only get you wet. So there's a proper understanding of God. There's a proper understanding of repentance and water baptism for salvation. That's the era that started all of the confusion in the days of Paul. And that is a revelation that will end up in the days of the rapture. We see that this pandemic has affected the whole world. And you'll find out more as we go along that we see a change in both the political realm we see it taking place. I've seen that when Trump stopped the economy, which the Democrats, they complain about everything. You could give them a gold Cadillac, they complain because it runs out of gas. They complain because he shut it down. All we need to do is we do it. After he shut it down, oh, he didn't shut it down fast enough. Then he said, I'm going to open up, I'm going to open up the economy. No, 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 you don't have the power to open it up. We, us governors, we'll open it up. He said, I can open it up. No, us governors take response. So, his, probably his lawyers told him, yeah, you can't have that. Or, so, he said, okay, you governors open it up. That's just one, that's one step backwards right there. That's one step backwards right there. This slow boil to the death is the, what's going to be frustrating. Let's put it like that. Pressure. There's also been a change in the religious realm. There has been a line crossed spiritually. But what we understand is this. Everything happens is for the good of God's elect. All of this is for our good. All of this is to affect our thinking. It's to affect our homes. Affect our children. Because remember, we got an outstanding promise. God will not lose one of His. Can you say amen? God is faithful. And He promised us the seed of Abraham. We shall not absolutely go through to the full fruitation of the tribulation. We will bypass that. So the great tribulation is not in our minds so much as we dwell on it. 
But there will be some, a large portion of this message, that are absolutely foolish virgins. Who they are, I don't know. Could be every one of us in this building. That will not come to the revelation of the Word of God and go into the tribulation and you will die. And you'll be slaughtered just like killing dogs and everything else. The Dark Ages, Fox's Book of Martyrs, will be a Sunday school lesson over what they're going to do. It's going to be horrible. All in the name of religion and all in the name of politics and all in the name of doing society good. It will be this moral high-mindedness that you see. Until we know that Satan comes down and incarnates in that Pope over there, whoever it may be, and he'll come out of America. It will actually be the incarnated devil. So could it happen tomorrow? Not unless the Pope won't come out of America tonight. But we're in that phase. Because remember, when the bride goes up, two prophets come down. And with that also, Satan comes down, takes his seat in that prophet. False prophet over there. And then it begins, the clock starts pulling down. But the prophet has told us over and over, and people have preached it. And I read the quote the last two weeks in a row. That in the time of the squeeze, and that's when politics and religions confronts the true church. There will be something happen to us to bring us into full fruitation that I read in John 15. Our perfection of the Word of God that you find in Hebrews 6. We've all tasted of the heavenly gift. We've all seen the presence or heard or know of the vindication of the presence of the Holy Ghost. They're advocating this uh, prophecy that, uh, what was his name in Chicago, David Wilkerson, he used to fast and fast and fast and pray, had a great ministry as far as that was concerned, prophesied about this plague coming up, they're advertising on your news every day, David Wilkerson prophesies of this coming plague where it will hit New York, and on and on and on, but he said then that when it happens, there will be a great awakening in America, a great revival. I agree with these first two parts. But that awakening is not a revival to Christ. That awakening is running into the mark of the beast. Running to mother. Because we'll come to the conclusion and the decision. That we will have to close this building. And be joined to a 501c. Who has a space and facilities to keep the religious rules going. Or join with another group of like precious faith. Be incorporated. For then keep record on your taxes and whatever more. Which we will not do that. So every time we can come together. We are to be blessed and thankful for that. He tells us at this time when the squeeze gets to a point. And we're moving into it rapidly. The third pool of Christ will come into full manifestation. Where the bride, he said, moves into her manifestation as being the word for this season. The bride of manifestation to me will be basically when the sons of God, the whole world groaneth in expectation, waiting for the manifestation or the unveiling of the sons of God. Don't ever think that manifestation of sons is you and I doing miracles or whatever more ministries like that. 
The unveiling of the sons of God are basically bringing forth a group of people with a revelation that will not bow the knee to Baal. We are fixed. We are willing to give our life for the cause of Christ. We'll have to make that decision. We'll bring us down to this part where he also said in that error that the mystery of prayer would be fully realized which was vindicated and proven that it was here at the speaking of the squirrels showing you Mark 11 is here in full manifestation. Say that this mountain be moved and it shall be moved. Doubt not in your heart. And that word doubt and stagger, Abraham stagger not a problem. That doubt and word means the same thing. It means when Abraham come to the full revelation of who he was and what he was and the word of a promise is true, then he wavered not after that. So we must come to the place that we know who we are and what we are. That prophet had thus saith the Lord. We believe that. I don't care how many stories that can come up of this and that or whatever more. I believe the revealed word of God as was declared through the mouth of a prophet vindicated by God himself is true. I'll hold to that doctrine. See we read in uh, John 16 in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now that's a powerful statement. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. That means answered prayer. But when we get into this phase of the, of the scripture, you'll understand that basically we'll pray according to need. The only thing we need right now is a revelation. Because if I had the authority, and I have the authority by the Word of God, if we had the authority to speak, and we do, if the Bible tells you now you're the sons of God, and you are, He tells you you can do the greater works, and you can, only thing we need is an inside revelation that will quicken and activate that part in us to do it. And you'll find out that doing that we talk about. The works. They'll do the works of God. We'll do the same thing. That doing and works, it comes out of your mouth. Works is only a confession. The shout was a confession out of the mouth of a prophet. One man had that revelation. He brought you the mystery of the seven seals, which brought the full fruitation or the full word of God into view. And what it explained and revealed was the mystery of iniquity, how Satan come into the church and destroyed it, and what it would do over 2,000 years, bringing you down now to this great system of Protestantism. The mother of harlots had a lot of daughters. They're sitting on every corner. Not speaking nothing against them. They don't even know who they are and what they are. But it's been revealed to us by a vindicated prophet. And God sent a prophet to them, preached to them, preached to their preachers. Well, Brother Brandon, if we believe that, we'd, we'd empty our churches. It would give up our pensions and everything else. So they walked off from the Word of God. Now, how, how deep is their darkness? How great is their darkness? Brother Branham said this, uh, verse 23 and 24, ask what you will. The mystery of prayer would absolutely be released to us at the opening of the seven seals. So I can say without a shadow of a doubt, this is released to us. It is available. It is here. Our faith can use it. 
Our faith can move it. See? When we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. When I ask the Father in the name of Jesus, He said it's Jesus, same as Jesus is doing the prayer. If it's the same as Jesus is doing the praying, then I must take the place of Jesus in here somewhere. Because as Jesus is a great intercessor and mediator, as He is, who are we here? Then we're absolutely mediating and interceding for each other, the body of Christ. By the revelation of the presence of God, God is not on a far journey. He's sitting right here listening to what we are saying. And He's listening and waiting for the right confession to come out of the voice of the archangel, which is that voice and confession in the bride of Jesus Christ. Say what I said. See, say what I say. Read it out of the Bible, he said. Pray what the Bible said, word by word. If we're veiled under the blood, he only hears your voice. I can take the Bible and I can say, Father, here in St. John 16, 24, you said Jesus told me that I could ask you anything in his name and you'd give it to me. I come this morning with this need. I have a need of this. I have a need of provision. I have a need of healing. I have a need of whatever your need is. And we'll find out there's needs and then there's needs. Well, I need this. No, you only need this. You've got to get the needs that you need before the needs come. So the prophet told us this would be activated at the opening of the seven seals. We've been all these years now waiting patiently, listening, going through this teaching reign, teaching phase, teaching, 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 passive faith. No expression, teaching, teaching. That phase has to end to move into another phase. The squeeze will end the teaching part, the former reign. For this, that was released to be manifested in the bride. So I think we're now beginning the third part of the phase the trumpet sound the voice of the archangel was the teaching phase which will be a confession when you sound the trumpet or be able to sound forth the word confess the word of God it starts another process to bring us to a resurrection and a rapture okay brother Bram said now don't look at this third pool now this manifestation as the operation of gifts, for it will not be. He told us that the Pentecostals can copy almost any gift. And if you'll watch your religious channels, if you have some, you'll find out there's more women prophets. There's more prophesiers. Oh, you got a headache out there. You got a tumor. Oh, you got a... Somebody out there has got a, a, a pain in the left side. Well, I'm sure someone in the world out of millions of people has got a pain in their left side somewhere. But look what they're trying to copy. They're trying to copy William Branham's ministry. But now they're trying to copy. I decree, I decree, I decree, I speak, I speak. They're trying to copy the third pull. 
that they understood when he spoke to the fish, the tumor, the squirrel, and the storm, that that was the third pull. That was not the third pull in itself. Listen to me. That only vindicated his ministry of revealing the Word. Yeah. We, we've got to get this Pentecostal whole, 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 whole out of our being some way. He said the Pentecostal can do only, almost anything, but they will not be able to copy the third pull. All right? What did he say the third pull is? He said the third pull is the opening of the Word. The opening of the Word. What is the opening of the Word? That he's talking about the seven seals. What did he open to us? The mystery of iniquity. It showed us exactly how Satan with his era and dogmas and creeds brought this great organizational system of darkness into effect that will actually come to power and will give our religious power back to Rome. Because of the goal. And the political power and religious power will come together over the economy to bring this spiritual mark down called the squeeze. And you will either take the mark of the beast or you will perish. And the mark will be that form of religion. Whatever they design that you have to do or not to do to preach the gospel. He said in one place that it is, not, it is not open to the public. But he did say that the Son of Man is here revealing it to the public. It wasn't open to the public. But the Son of Man stood before the church world and preached it to the world. It's still recorded. You still go online. If you go online and pick up William Branham, you're going to find 950 cases out of 949 error. Something negative. Oh, he was, a, he was a great prophet as long as he was exercising his gift of healing. Nobody, all oh, his ministry outside supernatural was just like Jesus. But you know what? He was off of, his, of the word. His teaching was horrible. He hammered on women for long hair and all that stuff. You ain't know that has nothing to do with the Bible. He was not a Trinitarian. Why, well, God, who anthem a ha, curses he. You mean to tell me speaking in tongues is not the evidence of the Holy Ghost? Oh, we're not a part of us, praise God. And on and on and on. Until he covered every dogma, every creed, every ounce of error, and unveiled the cover off of it and said, That's the devil right there. Hallelujah. That ought to make a Holy Ghost filled person not only speak in tongues, but shout for joy. Because if you can see that, that makes you different from the rest of the world. Because my Bible tells me that this beast system will deceive the whole world whose names are not recorded in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. How can all these good people, moral people, can be so deceived? 
religion. This religion. He showed us by the Son of Man ministry that Christ is here. The hour of the Son of Man is here. The seals are opened. And the public turned down that revelation. He also tells us after the seals are opened and he leaves the scene. He said, now, Matthew chapter 7 and Matthew 24, 24 will come into effect. What is that? False anointed ones. Lord, did I cast out devils, preach the gospel in your name, do all these miracles? He said, depart from you. I never even knew you. In other words, you wouldn't, they never was a part of God. False Christ, false prophets, doing all the gifts, just as close as you can get. Those two spirits and two vines are almost like twins. As Jambers and Jambers withstood Moses, so will the Pentecostals, Copeland and all these guys, whatever, Benny Hens. All of them will stand up and try to personate it, copy it. But they can't get that word right. We've been under this former reign, this teaching, as I said over and over. This is where I believe we're at, personally. People may disagree. The message has gathered the people out. Now the Holy Spirit being here has gathered the people together in small groups around the world. Karen, you want to come? I'm running out of time already. To what? To teach us. We've been sitting under teaching for quite some time. But would you agree with me that the threefold process to complete the rapture would be according to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17, which we understand called a passive faith, teaching is passive faith. Brother Branham called it revealed word, truth. And it would be truth in light of the open book. We preach sermons on the book is open. The book is open. I just simply call it what it is, and that is a revelation or the unveiling of God. The mighty God has been unveiled to us. At some point, the word would have to move from the shout to the voice. Would you agree on that? When the shout has reached its last predestinated seed, brought them in for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is only a temporal gift, the baptism of the Holy Ghost runs out. Then that Son of God is taught, child trained, before he's absolutely adopted or placed in a position of authority to withstand the devil. In other words, he'd have only the whole armor of God. Having done all to stand, we'll stand with the word in our mouth. This is either truth or it is not the truth. Live, die, sink, or swim. I'm going to make my stand on vindicated word. Brother Bam said some would die for this gospel and we, it will happen. Sometime or the other, we have to move from the shout to the voice of the archangel. Most of us do not understand what that entails. We say, well, the voice of the archangel, that must have something to do with uh, who is the archangel? Who's this? Who's that? See, they don't understand what that is. To me, it is the teaching reign or the revelation coming to you personally. Child trained. 
Why? Because the goal is to bring you out here and positionally place sons, unveil the sons of God to the whole church world, saying, this is what it's all about right here. We won't do nothing except rest on our passive faith. Your understanding of doctrine, if you hold to it, will take you through the resurrection period, will change your body, and take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. Then to, we have the trump of God. I believe we were absolutely across the line now between the voice of the archangel, which is basically coming for a confession out of the bride, saying the, exactly the same thing that the shout was. Because you see a principle in the mouth of two witnesses, let every word be established. You had God using one man, a prophet, as the mouthpiece. He told us exactly what it was, exactly who God is. He taught us the exact doctrine, conduct, code, baptism. He put it all in there. Then that passive faith, he said, then there'll come a time where those will not be able to repent. There'll come a time that just is unjust still. Then he brings over, he said, and then we'll move into the squeeze. And he takes the squeeze to bring out the resurrection and the rapture, which is the trump of God. So this is as far as I can go this morning. But what we want to look at, something has crossed the line to fulfill Revelation 22, 10 to 12. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. We're in these scriptures right here. And this trump of God will start how? What is that we're looking for? What will it do for us? So I want to look at these stages here to understand that we have spiritually crossed a line. I cannot tell you exactly what it is. But I can point you to the stages and see what the stages encompass. And we ought to be able to spiritually discern the times that we're in. You say, oh, I've got 15 or 20 more years. You do not. We've crossed a line. If it went on for 20 more years or 30 more years, there will never be another one come in. So what I'm saying this morning, don't worry so much about your jobs and whatever more, which is our concern. But examine ourselves to see where we're at spiritually. See where you're at in your heart. See what is non-negotiable to you. What will you make your stand on? What will you give and what will you won't give? There's some things you must say, I believe this and I will not back from it. Find out what those are. Stand on it. Trust them because they'll take you all the way through. Amen. Let's stand this morning. I've kept you over time. What are we going to say? Let me enjoy the Lord this morning. So we'll take these scriptures and take it step by step if the Lord permits. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.